by finances, investing, estate and retirement planning? Well, I went to school so you don't have to. Welcome to Finances and Investing Styles. Finances and, in conjunction with my company, Capital Coaching, helps people achieve their financial goals through personal, tailored, and attentive financial coaching services. We create successful financial plans by examining your spending and saving habits and then guiding and educating you to personal success. Coaching services include evaluation of your spending plan or budget, building your savings, financing your retirement, examining your insurance needs, and planning for your individual goals. Please contact me at capitalcoaching.net to make an appointment for a free consultation. Benjamin Franklin said that any investment in knowledge pays the best interest. And it made me realize that one of the most common topics that I get asked about is investing. And it's because I think people aren't comfortable with it. Unless you're doing your own research, it's not really a common topic that most friends discuss, or I find that to be true. I personally feel that that's true for many reasons. Sometimes it's just because you feel like it's too complicated, or maybe it's just a mystery to you. One of the issues is that the vocabulary can be foreign, and I'll cover much of that today, but to make money, investors need to compare the risk of an investment to the possible return that you'll earn on your money. The lowest risk and return is cash. If you have $500 today, you'll still have $500 tomorrow. It sounds great. I know how much I have and how much I will still have in the future. The problem is that with relying on cash is that over time, it actually loses value as inflation increases. An example would be if you put your cash into a bank and they pay 1%, which would be great if you can get that today. If you put that $100 in, after one year, you'll have $101. But if inflation is at 2%, and again, that's high for right now, but as an example, then you'd need to have $102 just to equal the $100 that you had last year in terms of your buying power. Defensive and conservative investors are the next two categories on this continuum with cash being the least risky and the least return. Defensive investing means regular rebalancing of your portfolio. This includes protecting your investments while you're getting a modest growth. You buy high quality bonds, meaning companies or government bonds that are highly rated AAA, AA, or single A, and they have short maturity dates, which means you don't have to have them for very long and you get your investment back quickly. Making sure that you have different businesses, whether it's government or companies throughout many sectors. Now, sectors are something I'm going to spend some time on today. There are 11 sectors that a company can fall under based on their business industry. One is energy. This includes oil, gas, and consumable fuels, and it includes companies that find and drill and extract the fuels, and they also do refinement. You might find examples of that as ExxonMobil and Chevron. Consumer discretionary are items that we buy and we don't need for our survival. That might include jewelry, cars, sporting goods, our electronic devices, no matter how much we think we need them. Hotels and restaurants are also included here. And some of the companies might be Starbucks, Best Buy, and Amazon as examples. Communication services include phone and internet and even media providers like Disney, AT&T, CBS, and Facebook. Industrials, this is a large sector that has 14 different industries in it itself, but it could be anything from transportation to military weapons. And they're included in here as companies like Aerospace Defense, Southwest Airlines, and even FedEx. 
Healthcare is another sector, medical supplies, pharmaceuticals, and science-based companies that improve the human body and mind. Johnson & Johnson, and now even cannabis with an example of Canopy Growth Company. Financials are another sector. It includes finances, banking, investing companies. It also includes credit cards, insurance, and mortgage companies. This might include companies like Bank of America, Chase, Berkshire Hathaway, American Express. Consumer staples are another category, and these are the needs versus the wants in our lives. It does include the food, beverage, household products, and personal products. Big names like Procter & Gamble and grocers like Kroger in this category. Utilities. These guys generate and provide power, water, and gas to the buildings we live and work in. They include renewable fuels as well, and companies like Duke Energy and Southern Company are found here. Another one is Infotech. And they distribute or develop technology, and that might be something like Microsoft, Apple, or Oracle. Real estate's a category also. This is the newest sector, and it includes real estate investing trusts called REITs and other types of real estate. So Boston Properties and Equinix might be found here. And the last category is materials, and those are the companies that provide the raw materials for other sectors, like gold, copper, zinc, and even wood. Containers and packing supplies fall into this sector as well. And why is all of this so important? It's because you need to be diverse to be able to be safe in your investing. Not only have bonds that I mentioned earlier, which are, but stocks from more than one or two industries. If all you own are Facebook, Apple, Google, called Alphabet, and Amazon, you only have a few sectors. And if something big were to happen to only a couple sectors, you could lose all of your money. An easy way to be balanced among these sectors is to buy mutual funds, and it's a mix of many different bonds and ETFs or exchange-traded funds, which are a mix of many companies or their stocks. Although you probably won't research every company in a mutual fund or an ETF, you do need to research the returns of these funds and at least see how each one of them that you are considering has done in the past. The crappy part here is that past performance does not guarantee future performance. Ugh. This is why investing seems so hard, but stick with me here. The next is a conservative portfolio. It's low-risk securities like Verizon, Pfizer, and PayPal and low risk because they provide consistent dividend returns. That means that these companies' shares are earning money with its shareholders. This helps guard against inflation by providing money on a regular basis back to their shareholders, usually quarterly, but it can be annually. But like the defensive investing, the return can be low due to its limited riskiness. If they don't provide more money, then why would someone want to be in this investing strategy? Really, anyone who needs their money in the next five-ish years, then they might want to consider this because it's less risky. And although it earns a bit less, it will be money that will be available to you when you need it. For example, retirees who need their money soon and don't have the luxury of letting their investment grow. The next is a balanced portfolio, and it might be something like equal stocks and bonds or a slight tilt of 60% stocks to 40% bonds or the other way, 40% stock to 60% bonds. These portfolios may be a little more aggressive if you have the 60% stocks or a little less if you have 60% bonds. You can buy mutual funds that include both stocks and bonds, and it's not uncommon for retirees to use this as an investing strategy because, again, they're making a little bit of money. It will generally be available to them as well. 
Growth is the next investment class. This does involve more risk because the investments are a little riskier. The strategy consists of stocks that have above average growth, which sounds terrific. But these companies also are riskier. They reinvest in their own company with their earnings so they can expand the business, acquire other businesses, or invest in research and development. These can provide more money to the investors, but it also comes with a higher risk than average. These kinds of stocks and bonds should be bought with money that you don't need for another five to 10 years to allow time to regrow if the market takes a downturn. These funds will contain stocks of the large, mid, and small companies. They're called large cap, mid cap, and small cap, and the cap refers to capital. In other words, the amount of money that this company has. So the large caps have over $10 billion in assets. Small caps have anywhere from $300 million to $2 billion in assets, and the mid cap falls in between. There's also jumbo caps and micro caps, which fall above and below those thresholds I just named. Foreign growth funds also appear in this category. Finally, there's an aggressive portfolio. It will provide you the most money, but it also is most likely to lose all of your money as well. I'm not saying that it will, but it has that opportunity. This lends itself to younger investors due to the long time for recovery if the market goes down. Unfortunately, that's also the same group who might shy away from this strategy due to their lack of confidence in investing. But anyone can invest this way if you choose. This portfolio may include 75% stocks with 15% bonds and 10% commodities as an example. In any case, this portfolio needs to be actively managed. This is not a buy and hold portfolio where you buy your stocks and bonds and just wait the 10 years to see how they'll go up since at least recently, most stocks do go up. This portfolio will require adjustments based on what's actually happening in the market almost on a day-to-day basis. If you don't have the skills to manage this portfolio, you're going to want to hire someone else to do it for you. Spend some time deciding how much risk you're willing to take and how long you have to invest. Decide how soon you need the money. Are you buying a car or house in the next five years? Paying for college? Retiring? All of these require guaranteed money at a certain time, and you probably don't want to risk any of that. Finally, I'm going to leave you with two quotes. They're both by Warren Buffett. The first one is, I don't look to jump over seven foot bars. I look around for one foot bars that I can step over. And the other is, I will tell you how to become rich. Close the doors. Be fearful when others are greedy and be greedy when others are fearful. Decide which quote resonates with you and consider investing the same way. Are you going to take careful steps over or are you willing to be greedy when others are fearful? Thanks for listening to Finances and Investing Styles. We know you chose to listen today and we're grateful. If you enjoyed this episode, then please follow or subscribe for free in your podcast provider. And you can share your favorite episode with a friend. Consider leaving a review because it brings financial education to others and helps people find us more easily. Please let us know what questions you'd like answered or what topics you'd like me to cover by going to our website at financesand.net and leaving a message. You can also contact Capital Coaching for your personal financial needs at capitalcoaching.net. Finances and does not provide tax or legal advice and nothing in this podcast is to be construed as such. Always consult a tax, accounting, or legal professional for advice on your specific situation. Remember, I went to school so you don't have to.